Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jaquel Lane and I am the hostess of Education with an Edge, the podcast dedicated to all things youth and children because they are what matters and they are our future. I am so excited to be here with my good friend, Tasha Tosti. Um, She has been an advocate for body positivity and mental health for 10 years. As a contestant in the Miss America organization, she has created a platform, Perfectly Imperfect, that teaches young adults about loving themselves and taking care of their mental, emotional, and physical health. Today, she continues to use social media as a way to advocate for body positivity and mental health awareness. She is married to her husband, Nick, and lives in Omaha with their two fur babies, Piper and Rizzo. She currently works at Spreetail as a recruiter, helping people find jobs that they love. Welcome, Tasha. I'm so happy you're here. I am so happy you asked me to be on your podcast. I love listening to it, and I feel so fortunate to be able to be a guest and get to talk with you today. Well, I seriously, I mean, I just love you and our guests are going to too, because you have this, you have such an energetic spirit, but you've also just uh, got this personality that draws people to you and you can feel it obviously when, when you, when someone meets you, but also through your social media, you're such a positive force to be reckoned with. And so we need that in today's world. So thank you for doing what you do. Well, thank you again. And thank you for creating this podcast. As I said, I love listening to it. I, I think you're, you're making such a big difference in the world. So thank you. Thank you, friend. Um, since this podcast is dedicated to inspiring and encouraging youth, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Tasha, and about your background? Absolutely. So I grew up in a very small town in Western Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> whopping 600 people. And I always mention that because I really think it's why I, who I, I am who I am today. I grew up with a family that worked multiple jobs, strong work ethic. Um, and I was fortunate enough to actually be the first, uh, first generation college graduate because of the work ethic that being from a small town taught me. So I graduated from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in 2015 um, with a degree in human resources. And I work as a recruiter, as you said. Um, but, you know, really where my, my story comes and what we'll, you know, focus on today is um, my platform that I created while I competed in the Miss America organization. I started at 13 um, and created a platform called Perfectly Imperfect. Um, the focus at the time originally was just around po- body positivity. But as I grew and learned a lot about myself, it really morphed into a lot more than that. I learned how body positivity is so important, but it it plays into your mental, your physical, and your emotional health. And all of those things have to all be in line and taken care of for you to feel good about who you are. I absolutely, I mean, being a sixth grade English language arts teacher and just seeing what youth go through on a daily basis, but also just adults as well. Um, I think that that is such an important topic and something that's not talked about enough, quite frankly. And so I love that you're bringing that to the forefront. And I also love the fact that this started when you were 13, but it's such a powerful movement that it's been able to kind of morph with you as you grew and obviously experienced different changes and challenges in your own life. And so thank you for being willing to share share those with us today. No, I appreciate that. And yeah, I, I didn't know what it would look like when I quit competing. Um, I do compete today as a missus, but um, I was, when I com- 
was finished competing at 24 in the Miss America organization, I knew it was still important to me, but I, I didn't know what that was going to look like for me um, and how I was going to be able to continue that. I was fortunate or am fortunate enough to be on the board of a nonprofit in Lincoln called Selfie that has a very similar background, but also have just known that I want to continue talking about it through my own social media platform and just reaching as, as many people as I can. Absolutely. And you are reaching so many people by just sharing your story um, and your advocacy um, on through mental health and, and body positivity. And, um, you know, we think about when we're growing up, how did we overcome obstacles or, or you know, how did you know what path to take maybe? So who was an important mentor in your life and, and how did they help you? Yeah, so I, I think I had two. Um, my mom is the first one. I You know, that is, I know a typical answer, but I, I think she is created the woman I am today um, through who she is as a person. She has the strongest work ethic. Um, she's had her own struggles with mental health. And I really am fortunate and I'm healthy in here today because she advocated for me and taught me so much and got me the help I needed and was always there during my struggles. Um, the other person, and this is more of a professional mentor, but I, I think it's important to mention her because she taught me how to be a strong businesswoman and a strong advocate for myself. Um, her name is Tessa Clark. Um, she was my first boss as an intern um, and then my first also my first boss um, at my first job out of college and um, she taught me such important basic life things like negotiation of salary how to present myself as a woman in business and I think I take a lot of what she taught me and I don't even realize it into my own advocacy for mental health and for myself in the workplace. Absolutely. And I think that that's, um, so shout out to your mom, um, as well. Um, I love what you say about, about your first internship and, and your first boss, because I think oftentimes we just don't know as women how to go about, uh, as you said, negotiating for your salary or advocating for yourself in the workplace. It's not something that's necessarily taught in college. That's Mm -hmm. such a life skill that's so very important. And so I'm interested even coming out of this season of COVID-19, like how important we've seen that be in the workplace. And so to have someone like you that's still advocating for that and that's saying, you know, we need more mental health assistance for people that are struggling, that are just going through day-to-day things in the workplace, um, it really does need to be addressed. Whereas I think uh, several years ago, it was kind of like, we don't talk about that. And there was like a shame Absolutely. You know, component to that, which is which is so unhealthy, and we're seeing that. Well, even as a, a mental health advocate that I've been for 10 years, I just in the last couple of years started admitting to my boss when I was taking a mental health day, I would lie up into probably two years ago and say, oh, I have the stomach flu, or I have a cold, or this and that. I, I recently finally got to the point where I was like, why am I saying that? This is just like my physical health. I can say, I am struggling. I just need a mental health day. I need to take the day off. Uh, this is where I'm at today and I can't do my job well. So I'm going to take the day off. And no one, I, so many people are afraid to do that. And I, I don't know why. Um, I've always, when I started doing it, my bosses were so receptive to it. Um, they were like, yeah, great. Take care of yourself. Take the time you need. Take a step away. And I think that more people need to hear that. I do too. And I think that if more companies and um, professions acknowledge the fact that their employees employees will come back even better the next day um, instead of just powering through because that's the most unhealthy thing that you can do, right? Um, We just, I really commend you for your work and bringing that to the forefront. Um, 
of topics in society because it's so very important, especially right now with what people are going through. Well, thank through. you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you have a career that you love. And one thing that we like to do on Education with an Edge is kind of just um, dig into people's backgrounds and how kind of maybe your career path. You mentioned internships and things like that. Because I think oftentimes young people are like, I don't know what I want to do. And so it's always fun and inspiring to hear um, different individuals' careers and how they got there. So you have a career that you love. Can you tell us a little bit about your educational background and how you arrived at your current profession? Absolutely. So I went into college with the mindset that I was going to become a lawyer. That was what I had been saying since I was probably 13 years old. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Did not work out that way. (laughs) Nope. Didn't work out for me either. I I actually was a political science major when I first went to college. And as much as I loved political science, I thought it was interesting. I took a step back after freshman year of college and was like, I don't actually know what I would do with this degree if I didn't become a lawyer and what if I don't and so I transferred to the business college and was an econ major again don't think I actually knew what economics was um took one class and I was like oh nope that's hard no for me (laughs) I am not good at this and so I was like but business is good I I like business I'd been involved in FBLA in high school um so I had had some exposure to business and changed my degree to management with an emphasis in HR and a minor in marketing I always, though, tell because I am a recruiter um, and I've recruited high school students and college students for a lot of years. And I always tell them I am probably an exception in a lot of cases. I actually work in pretty much exactly what I studied, but there are so many people that don't. Um, Just because you got a degree in something doesn't mean that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life because I maybe probably won't be a recruiter for the rest of my life. Um, And I just right now fit into my perfect little box that I studied today, but it's okay if you don't. Um, I interview people all the time with degrees that are so opposite of what the field they're in today. And I think it's important for young adults to hear because I think when you graduate college, you're like, well, this is what I studied and this is what I'm going to do forever. And that just isn't most people's life trajectory. So I really had an interesting, um, in my own mind, I guess, interesting trajectory in how I went. I had an internship at a really amazing company in Lincoln called Talent Plus um, that does talent assessments. Fell in love with that world. Um, Took a job right out of college, but the job I took, I'd actually been doing as an intern for two years. And when I was expected to do, to do it 40 hours a week, I realized I didn't love it anymore. And I, after a year, took a job as a um, travel nurse recruiter. And I cannot say enough amazing things about that job. I am the recruiter I am today, but it was not the right role for me. Um, I was making 110 calls a day and I couldn't do it. Um, there's a lot of people that can and they do it well, but it wasn't for me. Um, I'm a passion, mission-driven person and I realized I w- couldn't sell the mission of multiple hospitals to people because I don't know the mission of every hospital I'm working with. Um, so I realized that there was such thing as a corporate recruiter. So recruiting for one business, for one mission, and that's what I went into. So I today work for the most amazing company um, out of Lincoln. It's called Spreetail, and I love what I do. I help people find jobs that they love um, at a great company that takes care of their people and focuses on relationships, but it wasn't a perfect trajectory. I actually interviewed there right out of college for a recruitment position, got turned down 
honestly cried for like three days about it. Um, and today I, I work at that company and I get to be there, but I don't think I could have done the job I do today without the experience I had in between. And I, I love that. I love what you said because my, my experience was similar on how I arrived in education and what I'm supposed to be doing now and things like that. And oftentimes I think people or young people would look at you and say, totally has it all together. And that was just handed to her. And that's just, you know, I mean, that's, that that's just who she was meant to be. And she always, you know, whatever, but it's not always that easy. And so I love you sharing that story that you interviewed with the company with Spreetail and then, and then didn't get it, but it, but you learned so much throughout your other positions that made you so much better at what you're doing right now. So every single obstacle you will eventually get to where you're meant to be, right? Exactly. I mean, that's the point, right? That is so, the point. I, I also probably should say my husband is the one that had this realization for me, so I can't say that I came to the realization 100% by myself. He brought it all back up to me when I got my job as retail and reminded me that I sh- got where I was today because of the jobs I had in between. And all those jobs were great, and I can't say enough great things about them, but um, retail was just always a place that I wanted to be, and I knew I wanted to be, and I just took a couple extra years years to get there. Absolutely. Um, what is one of the biggest obstacles we kind of talked about in career a little bit, but what is one of the biggest obstacles in your life and how have you overcome it? You know, my biggest obstacle is myself. It always has been, always will be. I am my biggest advocate, but also my biggest critic. And sometimes I stop myself from doing things that I should do. I take a step back and rather than, you know, going for something or going for something full out because I'm afraid I'm going to fail, I stop myself or I go in with the mindset, well, you're probably not going to get this job or you're probably not going to win this. Um, And honestly, in those cases, I usually don't because I'm not going into it full heartedly. I'm not going into it and giving my full self into what I'm doing. And so I have learned that over the years that I can't stop myself. I can't put those walls up myself, I'm the only person that's going to advocate for myself. And I'm the only one that's going to be able to get myself where I want to be. And why am I telling myself I can't get there? I think there's like a speaker that I listen to and, and they always say, you know, there's, there's so many people that will be against you in, in the real world. Don't be against yourself. Right. Yep. And how often do we do that? Do we say, well, I, I couldn't possibly do that. Or I couldn't, you know, it really, 100% comes back to confidence and, and from that belief in yourself. And if you can love yourself and you can believe in yourself, then you can get anywhere from there, you yeah. know, and, and you're absolutely a testament to that. So um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, what advice would you give to a young person going through a difficult time right now? Yeah. So this is, I think, so important. And as adults, I think sometimes we say, you know, when a young person is going through something, we're so quick to say, hey, it's okay. You know, you're going to get passes. In two years from now, you're not going to care. We forget that in that moment, it A, matters so much, and B, what kids go through today is nothing like what I went through 15 years ago at their age. It is just isn't. They live in a completely different world with challenges that I can't even imagine being a part of. And so I think we were just so quick to tell them that it's just going to be okay, um, rather than allowing them to say, hey, it's okay, but you also should feel what you're feeling. 
And I think I would tell them to find a person, find an adult, and that can be an aunt, an uncle, your parents, a teacher, someone that you trust that you know is going to advocate for you and get you the help you need, whether that's just a, a shoulder to cry on and to talk to, or maybe it's talking to a professional. That's okay. All of those things are okay, but just to have the advocate and that person that's going to acknowledge and tell you what you're feeling is okay, but also get you the help that you need. I think that's such sound advice because, and I, I love that you said that because I will even, I'm even at, I'm totally guilty of doing that um, with, with students or whatever that I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like this is going to, you're not going to even think about this, you know, in like a month or two, but it breaks my heart in, in the moment for them. That's the most important thing. You know, somebody breaks up with you and that's the most important thing. You think that your life is over. And so it's so easy for us, you know, because we have gone as adults through different obstacles and challenges that we're thinking that's the least of your worries, honey. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but, but we can't, we really can't do that. And so that's such sound advice to find someone that you can trust, whether that's, you know, a mentor or a parent or a teacher or someone, you know, a, a really good, a good friend, um, that you can talk to and work through those things with, because it doesn't mean that they're, they're any less important, that your feelings are any less important. Yeah. You have to acknowledge those feelings. Um, because I think we forget as adults that we are where, who we are today and where we are today because we got past those, but we had to acknowledge them and get past them and accept them to get to where we are today. And they have to go through those same struggles, but it's the acknowledgement that that is a struggle and you got past it to get to the person you are today. I love that. I love that. Um, what is one motto or quote that you live by? Yeah, um, it has been my motto for, oh, I think, 10 years. Um, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. I love that quote for so many reasons because, A, it, it acknowledges that you can't get somewhere unless you start. Um, and as I've already said, you know, I'm someone that stops myself from doing something because I'm afraid of failure. Um, so I have to start at A, but also I think when we take a step back and see the where we got today, um, sometimes we forget all the steps we took and how important those steps were and how we don't acknowledge them. We're just like, this is the end goal. This is where I need to be. And we don't just take a step back in where we are today and appreciate and celebrate those moments. And I think that quote kind of says it all, that each step should be celebrated. Each each journey should be celebrated. Even if you know, you're know you a step or two away from that final goal, acknowledge and celebrate where you are today. I think that that, I love that motto, first of all, and I haven't heard that in a long time. So that's, that's so beautiful. But also I, I mean, I think that anytime, and you're obviously a very high achiever, I think if, you know, to those young people that are very high achievers and they have very lofty goals, which I think can be really great. But I think also sometimes those types of people don't stop and celebrate and do what exactly what you said. Yeah. You don't look back and say, I'm super proud of myself for how far I've come you're, you're so fixated on the goal. So that's such important advice and such a great motto that, you know, you have to celebrate every single victory along the way. Yeah. Um, what is one thing that you would like to be remembered for, Miss Tasha? Oh, um, there, you know, there's a couple of different things, but I think the most important thing is, um, and it's going to be cliche, but making an impact on people's lives. Um, and it comes in my job um, in what I do. I want the people that I work with every day to remember me as a recruiter that helped them get to the job they wanted to get, even if it's not with my company, but also in just the people I interact with on social media, the people I interact with every day. Um, I want to 
them to know that I, I made a difference and I was able to make an impact and change in their life, even in a small way, um, and just hopefully make their lives better. That is, and honestly, from someone that knows you, from someone that's followed your journey, I can honestly say that you are living out that passion and purpose every single day in what you do, and you're such an example, and this podcast will be such an example for young people, so thank you for being authentic and real and just your very sweet self always, Tasha, and we're so very just happy and honored that you were able to be with us here today on Education with an Edge. Where can our guests follow you and find out more about what you're doing in your community? I didn't want to say too much, but I know that you're running for Mrs. Nebraska next year, so we want to support you and follow you and also all of the wonderful things. This this woman volunteers so very much in her community and is giving back in really big ways, so you're going to want to check out what she's doing. Well, thank you. So um, I have a Facebook page. Tasha Tosti, Mrs. Metro. Need to update it. It says 2020 still, but it will say 2022 pretty soon. Um, as well as my personal Instagram, Mrs. Tasha Tosti. Um, I also have recently started a separate Instagram called Pages of Their Story, um, where you can share your own personal story um, anonymously about um, mental health, physical health, eating disorders, anything like that. Um, so follow that, check it out. And if you feel so inclined to share a story anonymously, I'd love to get an email from you. All that information is on the Instagram. I love that. That's a beautiful idea too. What is, it's called pages of their pages stories. Of their stories. That is beautiful. What a, what an awesome concept. Well, um, Ms. Tasha Tosti, thank you for being us with, uh, here today. We are going to for sure follow you and be excited to see all of the wonderful things that you're doing in the future. Um, she's certainly a young woman to watch. And this is Jaquel Lane, and I am your hostess with Education with an Edge. We're so grateful that you were able to join us here today, and we will see you next time. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to JaquelLane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Huda Media Production.